So for episode 17, we're going to start a new run of forwards to finish off season one. We're going to feature Morgan Geeky of the Seattle Kraken. So Morgan is a is a great player for us to go through because there's so much to talk about as it relates to his skating. So Morgan is not somebody who has like a natural skating efficiency. It's obviously something that he's had to work on uh, for many years to continue to refine and work on his skating. And he continues to do that. And he can skate at the NHL level, but there's still limitations and issues that surround his skating. And so it, it goes to that whole, like, we like to have a clean debate about, well, you know, if we have a choice between... Uh, a really smart player who doesn't skate very well versus a player who skates really well but isn't all that doesn't have the same hockey IQ. Well, we're going to take the guy who is smart and needs to work on his skating, and it sounds great, but it's it's there's a lot of layers to that whole discussion, and it's not really as clean as we sometimes make it out to be. So. What I want to talk about as it relates to to Morgan is when it relates to a player skating and the there's skating challenges as it relates to the player, what are the problems that pop up and where are the limitations and if you have these limitations, how do you overcome them? And, you know, it's a bit of a give and take, right? So if you have a certain skating challenge you are going to have in order to compensate for that you will have to give something up in order to compensate because the truth of the matter is is that the better you skate the tighter and more engaged you can play the weaker the skater the more you will have to disengage in order to be in a better or safer defensive position particularly we're talking about defense that's where skating becomes a real challenge is when you're defending because you know defending is is so much about being in the right position but it but what is the right position so you know it's one thing to be inside my check it's another thing to be close to my check and it's another thing to deny my check the puck because I'm so I'm in the right position. I have defensive side and I'm right there. I can I can lend a stick support. I can be physical. I can do all these things. Well, and I can recover. If you try to spin off of me, I can recover. Well, that's someone who can skate very well. If you don't skate particularly well, then you will get into about the right spacing but not too close because the closer you get, the more at risk you're at that they're going to spin and jump by you and you don't have the recoverability. Or, well, now you're going to allow your player to get the puck because you don't have the ability to close that space. So skating is, there's no way around it. you got to be able to skate to play this game. Like it's really difficult uh, to play if you can't skate at a high enough level and if you can't there's going to be the what you're going to have to really give in certain areas so then my question is how smart are you really then yes you're smart enough to put yourself in the 
defensive position that doesn't allow us to hurt us too badly, but you're not able because your skating restriction to get in and really help us. So you're hurting us the least. So, but then hopefully you'll be able to help us on the other side of the puck where, you know, you're going to make some, some plays, hopefully. Um, but then skating becomes a problem with making plays because then you can't extend possessions. So, like I said, it's a, I bring it up because you hear this, this phrase all the time, uh, like it's a very clean thing, and it's really not. There's a lot of layers to it. And so a player like Morgan Geeky is a perfect guy to kind of discuss this with because he's obviously a really good player. He's very smart. Um, when he played in Tri-City, he had two monster years as he left Tri-City. Um, you know, he had 90 points. Uh, he had 35 goals. Then he had 30 goals and then an 84 points in less games played. Uh, the following year, he walks into Charlotte in the American Hockey League. He drops 19 goals. Bang, like that. Follows that up with 22 in 55 games. And then, boom, he's up with Carolina. And uh, and now he's a full-time NHL player in Seattle. Uh, but he's trying to find his way as to what type of player he's going to be. And what type his, his intelligence and where he can go to create the plays he wants to make is going to be reliant upon the areas of the ice in which he can get to. Uh, because if he can't get there, he, he's not going to be able to make the play, and he, if he can't extend the possessions, he's not going to be able to, to hold on to the puck long enough for the play to mature enough for him to be able to make the play. Right now, he's very quick with the puck. But he has to be quick with the puck. He doesn't have the escapability because of the skating. So it's a great discussion to have. Um, as it relates to player development, because we hear this all the time. And, uh, and and we can sometimes explain away, well, the player, yeah, they don't skate very well, but they're really smart. But then there's some things that you can't fix very easily as it relates to someone's skating. And there's some things that you can. You can, you can impact it very, like, you can impact it significantly. So if the player doesn't have any obvious like physical restrictions, except for uh, their body is out of whack, meaning they're, you know, maybe they're really tall and lanky and they haven't built up the leg strength to support their frame. So they haven't really grown in their body. So you could say, well, listen, if he doesn't have any like obvious like a frame style, uh, issues that would prevent um, that addition of power to create a desired effect inside of you know uh, explosiveness. If there's no real restrictions in there, then you could say, well, when the player gets stronger and more capable physically, then we're going to see this translate into more explosiveness, which happens all the time. Um, but then when you see a player who is like they're on their heels all the time, they get really wide, they get really, uh, they, they struggle being on one foot or the other. And it's not really a strength thing. It's like a balance thing. They're on this like teeter totter. Like those things are harder to fix. It takes a lot longer. So, and, and the problem is, is that you're going to draft this player at 18. And by the time they, they need to be a player by 23 or thereabouts, uh, so you don't really have a lot of time, and and 
as a, and so if you get into these like long projects, this can be, the skating can become a restriction to growth. So specific to Morgan, when you look at him, watch him skate, you can see clearly that he's made gains in his skating. You can see that his skating has some manufactured development. Um, he has very good straight line acceleration uh, and he can excel on an arc using crossovers. You can tell that that uh, those two aspects have been built. There's some, there's certain, like once he gets past three steps, he has a thing where he'll, he'll kind of fold at the waist, which is a little bit problematic, but I'm talking about the first, you know, three to five to seven steps. He's not, he's not, he's not bad. Like he, he can, he shows some power. He shows an ability to, to get up and go. Uh, so he, he, you know, you can tell that that's what's holding him on right now. Like his skating is, that's what makes him good enough. Where he runs into trouble is a multi-directional agility. So he struggles with multi-agility, multi-directional agility because he's not comfortable on one foot or the other. He prefers to be balanced. So he likes to get in situations where he's stable and he's balanced. So he's not comfortable with his weight on one foot or the other. So he has to move to move. And then that's what puts him a little bit on the teeter-totter. He's going forwards, he's moving backwards, he's on his heels. He's, and, you know, and so he's catching his balance at different times. Um, the other play, place he struggles is when he's gliding and then has to excel. Because in his glide, he's centered. His, his weight is evenly distributed between both feet. So now he has to move to move, uh, which knocks him off balance um, and creates challenges as it relates to that acceleration quality. When he's stopped and he goes to excel, that's different. And he's very good that way. It's when he's already moving, he's gliding, he's waiting to see something happen, and now he's got to excel. That's very different. The other thing he has is a challenge to decelerate without turning or changing direction. This is the hallmark of elite, elite skaters. They can decelerate without having to change direction. Players who struggle skating, one of the bigger indicators of that is they struggle with deceleration. Uh, and they usually have to take these like small little like loopy turns um, in order to decelerate. Or they have to stop skating and they get standing upright and this is where this centered thing comes in. Um, so that that's a big challenge. But th- So those are some of the issues. Then the next challenge he has is in his ability to turn. But turning is a real challenge. And it, it's part of the multi-directional agility aspect. But it's not, it's like a, it's a wing in and of itself on that whole, that on that whole topic. So you have several, uh, several intents in turning. You have the turn to join. So this is uh, like if you could envision like transition, for example, you're skating one way, the play starts to go the other way, you turn, you carry your speed, or hopefully you build speed inside that turn and you join the play. You join the rush, for example, to go the other way. So the first intent is the ability to turn to join. Then you have the turn to recover. So you're in a close situation and 
you know, all of a sudden the puck beats you off the wall and now you have to turn and recover. So now that usually requires, you know, a, a quick turn, uh, almost a spin, turning into two or three quick steps to recover. But a lot of times when a player uh, struggles in this area, whenever they turn to recover or turn to join, they come to a stop or they slow the turn creates a significant drag in their speed so it's harder for them to re-engage so you have turning to join turning to recover then you have turn to escape so now i have the puck and now someone's on me and now i need to extend the possession so there's uh, when i initially touch the puck there's not an immediate play rather than put the puck into uh into a, a 50 50 area uh, I'm going to extend the possession. So I'm going to you know, start manipulating the feet of the checker. I'm going to build some space and I'm going to turn. So again, if you're turning decelerates, well, now you're not going to be able to escape because the pressure is going to be able to catch up and you know, initiate contact and be able to push you off balance or, or at least be able to initiate a check. People that skate well and have an ability to turn to escape when they turn, they build acceleration speed and they're able to get into the space they want to get to and they keep you, the defender, the checker, in reaction. And then you have, so so you have turning to join, turning to recover, turning to escape, and then you have turning to preserve. So there's, I'm trying to turn to preserve space, to, to save ice. To then to to use it in some way, to whether accelerate into it or I'm preserving space to be able to use. Maybe I'm preserving shooting space or whatever. Like I'm turning to preserve space. So those are uh, those are the intents to turn. And so you can see that there these are real world applications that are really important. If you struggle with turning, you will be sacrificing an ability to be involved because you will the turn causing you to stop will disengage you temporarily from the play. As you get disengaged from the play, you're no longer available. So that now you're going to miss puck touches. You're going to miss opportunities. You're going to lose out. So like I said, when you have an issue as it relates to your skating, the challenge with it is that you will you will have to sacrifice something because of that. And it's on the defensive side, it's you have to disengage defensively and play more of like an area containment positional type of defending style because you can't get too close for fear that your skating will let you down and it'll be a competitive advantage for your opponent. So you have that. Or you have the puck situation where you know, you can't extend these possessions. So now you have to move the puck quicker than you want. The play doesn't have a chance to mature. People can't read off of you. It creates a, a chain reaction that offensively is going to create limitations. It's a struggle. And so when you have players who don't turn particularly well, a lot of times the issue is, is that they... Uh, turn or move in a box so in other words they move in one piece the best people that turn or the people that 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 change direction in turning the best they have an ability to separate their upper body from their lower body their upper body can lead the lower body creates a whip effect which is what 
gives you the the acceleration value. And so players who struggle with turning, often one of the challenges is they don't use their upper body or turn their upper body first. They can't separate their upper body from their lower body for a skating purpose. So what happens is they have to turn, like in order to shorten the radius of a turn, an elite skater will just turn their upper body sharper and then their feet whip around and they don't come to a stop. They're able to carry their speed even though the the radius of turning is shorter. Players that struggle with this, what happens with them is that they, when they go to turn, they have to turn wider because the upper body wasn't able to initiate. So they don't really want to turn wider. They don't really have a mechanism to turn the radius, to, to shorten the radius. So now they come to more of a complete stop and it becomes less of a turn and more of like a stop and go type of a situation. Or they use more like punch turn type things. But a punch turn, as great as it is, and it's, I think, lauded as a better skill than it really is. Um, and its usage uh, is perhaps overused um, for its benefits. It does have tremendous benefits, but it does get overused. One of the challenges with a punch turn is you're, you have one foot stopping and you have another foot th- and the stopping is creating the turning radius and then the back foot is turning. So you have one foot stopping, the other foot is turning. Well, you have a foot stopping. So now you're in a, a, a real deceleration that you, if your player is not a skilled skater, that punch turn is going to just bury them into a stop. It will be more stop than turn. The more quality the, the skater, the more edge control, balance, and comfortability that they have in transferring their weight from one foot to the other and are comfortable as one foot or the other type skaters, they have now more of an ability when they are when they're in the punch turn to have more turn than stop they're just using the stop to shorten the radius to where they want it but then the, they're able to carry the speed through that punch turn and they can come out faster than they went in the weaker the skater which is most of us when we do a punch turn we are grinding to a stop or it comes it's more stop than turn you're getting heavy this is what happens and so this is why I say the utilization of this punch turn or the stop turn uh, is, or the jab turn, whatever you want to call it. Those are the most common names for it. What the 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 utilization of that it's overused because the, we're using it with players don't have this edge control and the ability to carry that speed. They they can't carry it because they're too heavy with the stop. They don't have the balance all the elements that I spoke about. So the the utility of it can be good, but it also can be overused. And if it's a player that doesn't have these abilities, they sh- the, the, the fact that they use it as often as they do can sometimes be a problematic. So one of the other aspects of it that we're talking about is, is extending possessions and talking about, you know, being able to, to, to create space through skating and be the utilization of speed in a small area is really difficult to to do. It requires body position. It requires uh, being comfortable on one foot or the other, uh, the understanding of how to utilize and manage the space. And it's, it's just hard to generate offense 
when every touch you have is quick. If you just get it and move it, get it and move it, that's, it sounds great, but that's not really how it's done offensively. It's usually in the sequence, somebody's had to extend the possession to allow the players off the puck a more fair opportunity to read where the support best support places are then they get engaged they get moving now we go if you just if everyone just gets it and moves it quickly the issue with that is is that you don't you're, you haven't afforded other people the people off the puck to be able to move quickly enough so the play doesn't really materialize as well as it as it could or should and and, it, and usually it's like someone extends a possession and there's two quick plays after that because people are in the right spot and then bang, it's in the net. But without, at some point, having that extended possession, you're going to struggle. So every player needs to find a way to extend possessions and if you don't have that ability, it can be, it can be really problematic. So um, when you watch, when you watch Morgan and you watch how he, how, where his skating is precluding, these are some of the major issues. The turning, the multi-directional agility, the ability to, his glide to excel, and then the, the ability to decelerate. These things create issues. One of the problems he has is in the offensive zone, extending possessions. You just don't see him get the puck, get someone on his back, build some space, turn, and then make a play. It just doesn't, that's just not, not his game. And it's just, it can't be his game because of that. So all in all, a great 20 minute discussion on the, the issues that surround skating. And if you, and, and the whole idea that, well, well, we'll just teach them to skate is, is a little ridiculous uh, because skating is not very easy. If it was that easy, everyone would do it. It's not easy. Um, and it's a skill best learned when you're young. And if you miss that window or you have to catch up later, you have to do it remedially. Well, now you need someone who really knows what they're doing because there's you got to not only fix the problems that you have, but then you got to be able to add all these other elements. And not everyone does. Most of the skating people are talking a lot about things going in in lines and edge control and things along those nature, but not necessarily have a a fair enough understanding of how the puck gets integrated into all of it. So that's why it's hard to do. It's not not an easy thing. It's not to say it doesn't get done. I'm just saying that it's to, to just suggest that it's easy is uh, it, it really diminishes how difficult uh, that process really is. And uh, you can run into trouble if you think it's easy and then you get the wrong player who has some of these challenges that I spoke about, then you can really start to see where those limitations can just extend. Like they can get it, get it. It just it can take a lot longer. And then that process could just be precluding. And the worst part about a long process in skating is that player develop uh, the intelligence of the player at the level that we're talking about, like pro hockey player, they, one of their best skills is the ability to adapt. So the challenge you run is the longer it takes to add skating to their, to their skill set to the point where it becomes less of a stress for them and becomes more advantageous. They're going to get into adaptive skills that 
are then going to continue to extend the the process of their actual trying to become an elite skater. The process of becoming an elite skater gets delayed uh, and set back because they're adapting to survive as they go along. So you get a player, you know, they have issues as it relates to what I'm talking, separate the upper body from the lower bodies. Well, if that takes a long time to build, they're going to learn areas to adapt and they'll figure out how to survive so they'll lay off the defensively or they'll disengage offensively at certain times as part of that compensation well the longer that goes on the more they get disengaged at these kind of critical moments the less and less of an impact they're able to make the more that they're going to struggle for getting to the next level of their of their execution and so that's a major uh, piece of development that we don't talk about is that the longer these things take um, and the long, the more problematic it can be as it relates to the player is now building these other compensation patterns. And when they do that, they get further away from where you really want to go. And then you could... You could get to a point where they actually are more capable skating wise, but their compensation patterns and habits are so ingrained that now you're chasing that whole problem. So this is it's it's a delicate issue. It can take a while, and that's why sometimes these projects don't work out because of because of just that. So one of the things that Morgan does really well is his play as a center. Uh, one of the compensations that he's made is he's a very good center playing the middle of the ice. He's very interior defensively, and he he gets outside offensively more than I would like, Um, and he struggles on the back wall, for example, because he doesn't have that escapability and ability to extend possessions. He doesn't preserve space because of the turning. He has an inability to preserve so that puts him in problem spots uh, offensively on the back wall. Uh, so he can win a puck and still not really make a play on it because the requirement of the play is to extend the possession to create the support. Uh, the support pieces have an opportunity to get into better position so that a better play can be made. He's got to move it quickly. And so he tend, tends to be low to high and figure it out later. At the in the offensive zone, uh, he has a uh, ability to play at the net. He likes to play at the net. Most of his goals he scores. Uh, he's uh, he's got like thirteen goals or ten goals in the last ten goals in the last two years. Of those ten goals in the last two years, he's got a couple power play goals, and then he's got four that are right around the net, and then he's got three that are rushes. Two of them are off the shot, um, the, that are very good, and then one was a shot and a rebound. Uh, but he plays at the net. He needs more of a structure there uh, for a greater level of consistency. One of my favorite things that he does is he, he'll fall off and go to the back post, which is really a, a really good skill, a great habit. But it's not something he does consistently, but that is a really interesting aspect. But the hardest part about playing at the net is getting there, getting to your spot early enough that then you have you know kind of how you want to play there. But if you don't get there early enough, then now you're chasing a position that's going to make you very inconsistent, which is kind of how I see Morgan in the games that I watched him. He just has a hard time getting to his position early enough. When he gets there, he's very good. But it's getting there quite consistently enough, which goes back to his skating. He doesn't always get there because skating isn't 
at the level in which he can get there um, quick enough. Ah, uh, so then the next thing is forecheck. So we got a guy who, in the defensive zone, does a really nice job of playing inside. He has great support routes. Uh, I find that he's available. He does a great job of being available. He's got an ability to excel on the arc. He doesn't overrun the dot line. He stays inside the dot line. Does a really nice job of managing that in the D zone. Through the neutral zone, he kind of skates through the neutral zone. And now when you get on a forecheck, one of the challenges he has is... He's very good to the dot. So we, from acceleration from outside the blue line to the dot is very good. Once he gets to the dot, he's trying to slow down. But he skates in straight lines. And this is the other problem with players who, are, who have challenges from a skating perspective is they tend to skate straighter lines. And when you skate in straight lines, too many straight lines, like there's a time and a place for a straight line, trust me. But a forecheck is not necessarily one of them. Because you want to, you're you're kind of sprinting in a straight line to get to a certain spot, and then the second half of the play is usually on an arc, and so where where Morgan struggles is he has an unconscious lack of confidence in that change of direction, so he slows down by centering himself, so it makes it much harder to be able to change direction to maintain the pressure on the forecheck. So he doesn't turn as many pucks over because of that. So the confidence in the in the change of direction impacts his ability to forecheck because he's very good from outside the blue line to the dot, but then once you get to the dot, there's a lot of turning that goes on there to be able to stay on top of that forecheck and be able to you know adjust and um, you know, anticipate, more anticipate, you know, the best four checkers are dictating. Uh, so playing on one side, encouraging guy to turn, closing off his ability to cut back, and then staying on the arc to then jump ahead for that for that contact. Uh, hell of a skill requires a lot of skating ability. And if you can only decelerate in your skating, in your turning, this will be a skill that you're going to struggle with. I think his face-off technique perhaps is the most interesting. Uh, he does a really nice job. He's simplified his forecheck, his face-offs. He's he's got like literally one or two uh, moves on each side or ways that he's going to try to win a draw. My favorite is the he drops down to one knee and slap shots the puck to the wall on when he is on his off-wing side. I think that that's a really cool way of uh, of win, trying to win a draw when you're a young player. Like I said, there's a, a, lot, a lot of different types of strength. You can be 215 pound, you know, 21 year old is going to be very different than a 215 pound 27 year old. That strength is very different, and so it usually shows up in a faceoff circle. And so being violent like that can be an equalizer, and he does a great job of that. And he also has a very nice kind of rake movement that he uses on the backhand and allows him to win some draws. Uh, the other interesting part about him is he was when he was out on the ice when the Kraken pulled the goalie, both six on five and five versus six, and he gets power play time on the flank. I actually, when I watch him, I think he can be very good attacking down. He just doesn't do it very often because he's so conscious of being at the net. But the times in which he has to reload, get back above and get into the high ice, he does a very good job. You can see that offensive instinct and skill really pop out. 
And there was a couple of chances he created that raised my eyebrow where I was like, you know what, that's interesting capacity, but you're not going to see it consistently because he's so focused on being at the net. So for this one, it was much more of a, of a diatribe about skating and really where the challenges are. And, and players like Morgan are really representative of, of what those challenges really are and, and in how they try to compensate and what they try to do to, to find a way to survive and then how they develop. And you can see the best part about studying a player like Morgan is you can tell he spent some time on it. He's really focused on his skating and there's some manufactured pieces in there that are really good, but there's still so much more to so much more to learn and so much more to do to really continue to expand that capacity. So like I said, the value of being a good skater is you have an ability to stay engaged in the play longer. The disadvantage of any limitations that you have or places of the areas of the ice in which you're uncomfortable with the skating in order to survive or you will disengage from the play and in disengaging you leave a lot on the table and that's the challenge so that was a really cool episode I think to to go through um and and a player like Morgan's really fascinating to be able to walk through and a lot of his video is is outstanding to be able to see a lot of these things very clearly